0: We are so glad that you're here today, and um, I, uh, as we talk about moms this morning, it would just be silly um, if I didn't thank my wife and the mom of my kids for everything that she does, and, uh, and truthfully can't talk about it very long, or I get choked up, so I'm not, that's all. That's enough. Um, but uh, really honored that you're here today, especially if you're mom, or if you gave your mom a, a Mother's Day present by showing up at church, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for loving your mom. like that. Um, We're going to get started today uh, with a word of prayer. I know there's lots of things going on in our midst, um, and, you know, usually my sermons are, as one Facebook message told me last year, so challenging that they only come once a month. Um, (laughs) That, uh, you know, I I know that my sermons can be challenging, that sometimes I kind of push us spiritually and uh, some towards lean, lean towards pushing you and less about just encouraging you. Um, and I don't, I don't apologize for that, but today I, I, I want to encourage you. I want to I give you a deep breath. I want to tell you where that love that we talked about today, where that comes from, um, that feeling that we have um, in our life of that love beyond reason, where it comes from today. I want to talk about that. But Before we get started, um, I want to do what we do every week and give you a deep breath. It might be the best Mother's Day gift you get, um, is a little bit of silence to get some perspective on your life. This moment when we have with God, not here at church, but any moment that you choose to turn down the noise in your life and listen to God is a gift. It's actually, we're going to hear later in the sermon today that it's actually where joy comes from. So if you're missing joy today, if you're missing peace, if you're missing something, um, I know where to go to get it. It's not the church. um, It's not this sermon. It's not videos and funny things. It's the creator of the universe. It's the The Creator who loves you. And so if we can just get a moment to take a deep breath today, you'll be surprised. Some of you won't be surprised by this because you do it every week. But if you've not done this on a regular basis, you'll be surprised at the peace that comes, the perspective that comes with stopping and listening to the Creator. So let's do that together and then we'll jump right in this morning. God, those little voices and the little babies that we hear in this space, the very air we breathe, the silence in this room, they're all a gift from you, and we we normally take them for granted, truthfully. We go about our lives breathing in and breathing out. We go about our lives enjoying the gifts that you give us. And the noise in our lives are so loud that we can't really get perspective on what they mean. So right here in this place, we stop. No matter what we believe or what we're having trouble believing, no matter what pain has come into our lives, we stop to give it to you and to get perspective on it right now. God, we pray for those who are among us who are our brothers and sisters who are hurting. For Pam and Kenny this morning. For Linda and Nicholas. God, we pray that you would, by this prayer of faith, and this is the way you did it all the time, Jesus, while you were here. Because we believe, God, we know that you could do something on our behalf, even if we're not there, so on our behalf, for those who are our family, who are hurting today, would you, even right now, wherever they are, would you give them a deep breath like we're getting? Would you give them peace that passes all understanding? Would you give them joy that is complete, not the fake kind, the deep kind? And God, we thank you for the way you love us. We thank you for the kind of love that lasts. Will you, we pray this morning that we would walk out of here a little better because of it in your son's name. Amen. So I just want to give you um, a word today. And uh, part of my Mother's Day gift for you is that I plan to go a little shorter. Um, we'll see how good you are. Um, but uh, I, I just I want to encourage you today with a word from God today. This love that we talked about, the love that the kids sing about even as young as they are, um, this love that we have for our moms and the love that we feel for our moms comes from God. You know, he said that he creates in us, he said he, when he created us, he created a, a little bit of him. And in a, in a lot of ways, we're kind of a chip off the old block when it comes to a lot of things. So there are these things deep down inside us. Even if you're not a believer, even if you're not sure, you're kind of kicking the tires on God and trying to decide what, all you, what all's going on, you need to know that what the Bible says is that God created you in his image. And, and by that, doesn't mean that you look like him, but there are things deep inside you that are just like him. And most of those things are the imp- most important things in life, like the way we love each other, the way we take care of each other. You know the feeling you get, and guys, I know that you won't admit this, but it's there, and so we'll just all acknowledge it just for a second. The feeling you get when you, whether it's a movie or a Hallmark commercial, or whether it's when your daughter's born, or your son made his first three-pointer in a game, or there is a, there is a moment in your life where there is a knot that comes in your throat, where there's a little bit of a tear that comes down your eyes, RJ, you're going to get that tomorrow. You've got a C-section planned tomorrow. Normally you can't plan those things, but I'm telling you it's going to happen tomorrow. There is a moment where you, you get a little bit of a tear and you go, what is that? Or you get a little bit of a stu- something in your stomach when something compassionate happens or a little bit of thing in your throat and you go, what is that? I'm going to tell you right now what that is. That is the God, the little piece of God in you. That is a little piece of God that he put inside of you that screams for him. A little piece of God that is just like him, that wants to be where he is, wants to feel what he feels, wants to engage in the kind of things that God engages in. And let me tell you this morning, until you choose it, now God doesn't, God doesn't choose it for you, but until you choose to engage that part of your life, you will be at constant odds with that part in your life. When you feel it, when you know what's right, when you feel love, when you understand love beyond reason and you choose not to engage in it, there is a tension that develops that I see in some of us today that I've had in my, own, my very own life when I pass somebody who I know I'm supposed to make a conversation with or feed. When I see another sign from another guy whose eyes look at me just right and my, my brain says he's going to buy beer but my heart says you need to do something. When I choose not to do something, when I choose to continue to push that thing, that little part of God that's in me, when I continue to push it away and stamp it out, it develops a lack of peace in me that cannot be fixed with a drug, with counseling, and with anything. So you need to know this morning that there's a little bit of God in you. Now, that doesn't mean you're a god. <laughs> what that means is that the creator of the universe, the one who made the, the very pew you sit in, the materials, the one who, who, who created the stars in the universe, has put a little bit of himself in you, and it's love beyond reason. One of my favorite authors of all time... Um, and uh, if you've been to this church very long and you've been listening to my sermons very long, um, you've learned a lot about his stuff um, and probably heard a lot of his messages because I <clears throat> steal some of his stuff. Um, his name is John Ortberg, and, and he writes this. He says, there is such a love, a love that creates value in what it, what it, is, what it is loved. He said, here it is. There is a love that turns rag dolls into priceless treasures. There's a love that fastens itself onto ragged little creatures for reasons that no one could ever quite figure out and makes them precious and valued beyond calculation. This is love beyond reason. This is the love of God. In you, there is a capacity. In you, there is not just a capacity, but there is an urge to love people beyond reason. Now what I mean by that is, it's easy to love people with a reason, isn't it? It's easy to love that girl who sits in the third row at school because she's hot. It's easy to love her. It's easy to love someone who loves you. It's easy to love someone who gives to you. But love beyond reason. says, I'm choosing to engage in that part of me that God put in me. I'm, I'm choosing this Not for any reason, not for anything I'm going to get back, simply just for you. And now I I remember thinking, I've got a friend named Hank um, that was at the very first church I was in full-time ministry at. Hank was one of the scariest guys I've ever known. Um, Hank was 325 pounds, and I'm telling you, he had to be 6'8", and just ripped. Have you met uh, the, one of these guys that when you shake, I shake his hand, and I come up, and I just regret it. I mean, like, I got my hand still sore from last week shaking his hand. I walk up, and I, good morning, Hank! Oh! you know, just, just huge, strong guy, and he looked at, he just looked at me with this, don't say the wrong thing, or I will eat you. You know, he just had this look about him. Played football at ISU, and was just a, a manly man. He, if I were preaching a sermon and I tell, was telling a story, and every, I look onto this side, and everybody, all the moms, all the dads, all the kids are crying, and they're laughing, and they're fun. Look at Hank, not a single emotion in Hank. In fact, it started affecting the way I preached. I'll never forget, a senior minister came to me after I preached one time, and he said, John, you did a good job, but I noticed when you look to this side of the room, your energy just went way down, because <laughs> I would be preaching, and I'd get really excited, and then i go, I'd see Hank, and i go, oh boy i just get scared and it would totally change my energy. And it really started to affect me, this, this guy. And I got to the point where I dreaded him because this is just one of those guys who just, he was a tough guy. And I, I began to think, maybe this actually is a tough guy. Because in my mind, in my life, in my experience, there are no such thing as truly tough all the time, no soft side, no part of God in them. And I thought Hank might be the only one in the world until he called me one day. Out of the blue. This is before caller ID. Kids, before caller ID, you didn't know who was calling you. (laughs) And you didn't didn't avoid certain people. You just picked up the phone call. It was really strange, I know, but that's the way it worked. Picked up the landline, actually attached to the wall, believe it or not, and said, hey, this is John. Hello, this is Mitchells. And he said, uh, (laughs) just crying. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. Who is this? (laughs) John, I need you. And I, I mean, I had a whole list of people this could be in my mind. And I said, I'm sorry, you have to say one more time. What, what's your name? This, I'm Hank. It's Hank from church. Big Hank. I said, Hank? Hank? Yeah. Meet me at the hospital. Now I was at Catlin Church of Christ at that point in my life. There was only really one hospital we all talked about. So I knew what hospitally meant when I got there. His wife had been in a car accident. She was fine. She broke her leg, but she was fine. It wasn't even a bad car accident. But it broke something in Hank. He realized, he said, I mean, I couldn't contain this guy. He's crying, heaving in the emergency room. I said, Hank, she's okay. She's got a broken leg. Did anybody tell you she's okay? Yeah, but I was at work. And somebody called me and told me my wife was in an accident. And I expected that that was it. And the last conversation I had with her, I called her, well, you know, that word that men call women sometimes. And I said, I don't know what that word is. I don't do that word. And he told me. He said, that's the last thing I said to her. And that part in Hank, that part that we're talking about today, even showed up in Hank. I got a chance to say, hey, man, that thing that you're feeling right now, hang on to that. Because when we walk out of here, I'm going to get that handshake again. I'm going to get that stern look again. I'm going to get that hard feel again. And let, let me tell you, you don't want to live like that. You don't want to be there. That feeling that you have right now, that compassionate feeling, you want to live there. Yeah, I do. I mean, this guy's huge. He's hugging me and I'm suffocating, you know. He, I said, that, that part of you, that's God. In you know, all the doubts you've had about God. Today is, is part of the proof of God in you. That's even in you, Hank. He said, well, what do I do? He said, well, the Bible says when you feel that, when you get that, when you understand the love that God has for you and the love that God wants you to have for other people, you, you get baptized. And you say, God, I want that in my life, and I want it to change my life, and I want this day to be a marker. And he said, okay. And I thought, I don't think we have a baptistry big enough for this guy. And I baptized this guy, and I, it's the only baptism I've ever done in my life where I actually went under with him. I could not hold him up. I baptized him, and I just kind of kept going, and I pulled back up, and uh, we were both baptized, you know? And, uh, and I'll I, I tell you what, at that point in my life, I actually saw Hank about 10 years ago, but at that point in my life, I would, I would start to preach, and I'd look over here, and there was Hank. Totally different Hank. Because love beyond reason changes you it changes who you are now if you're sitting here today men women anybody if you're sitting here today and you go you know what i'm hank i'm tough and there ain't nothing inside me i want you to know that you know exactly what i'm talking about today that love that life without this kind of love love life without love beyond reason is not worth living It's not worth engaging in. So if you're missing something today, and maybe you're looking at me right now and you're acting like this is not you, but inside you're going, oh my gosh, he he knows me. and and This is God. And I'm telling you today that there is a better way to live your life. There is a way to live your life that is congruent and in connection with the creator of the universe. And when you choose it, it will change who you are. Just ask somebody around you who has done it. This love beyond reason is worth Engaging in Deuteronomy says this. Check this out. The Lord did not set His affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. See, at this point in history, th- there were there were gods everywhere. People made up gods, and if if, there, if it needed to rain, if there was a drought, and the farmers were looking for uh, for rain, they would make up a god and pray to the god of the rain and try to get there to be rain. But the truth is, in the long run, all the gods except for the the god of the creator of the universe, the, the Yahweh. All the gods were about themselves. They were 100% selfish gods that all they wanted is people to worship them and people to do things for them. They really made fun of people. They, they were thought of even by the people that made them up as, as, these, as these beings who were just superior and mean. But Yahweh, the one true God, came and said, I chose you not because you're good, not because you prayed a lot, not because you're religious, not because you're big in numbers, I chose you, just because. I got friends who adopted three kids from, the, is it Congo? And um, just the most beautiful little kids, but one of them had HIV, AIDS. Um, and uh, you talk about an incredible experience. This little tiny girl, they, they bring her to the states and she's almost dead. I mean, she is in terrible condition, hasn't been treated. and Christy, our friend who I've known and loved for years, has this irrational love for this little girl that she did not give birth to, and that she hasn't even known very long. She has chosen, she's looked into the eyes of this little girl who has different color skin than her, who has a disease, who's going to cost her a lot of money, who can't give her anything, you understand that, cannot give anything back to her. At this point, Christy is lo- in love with this little girl not because there's anything that this little girl can do to earn it. And it changed her life. God says, I, this is, I loved you first like this. You realize there's nothing you can really do for God that's going to enhance his life in any way. He chose you. I love verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to thousands of generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Love beyond reason, check this out, next slide. John Ortberg says, "Is the test of love is that it gives even when there is no expectation of return. Some people don't even know how to do this. You know them. They don't know how to love. They don't know how to give. They don't know how to do anything without expecting something in return. And let me tell you, this is the miserable way to live your life. What we celebrate today, even though it was a hallmark plot to make more money, Mother's Day, what we celebrate today is love beyond reason. It's a mom who doesn't have anything to gain by the love that she gives us. It's a different kind of love of love and it changes who we are. Check this out. I love this, receiving love beyond reason will change your life. Receiving this will change your life. And some of the things like with Hank, the more I got to talk to Hank, the more I realized he had never understood the love that God has for him. He had grown up Catholic, and in his house, and not all Catholic houses are like this, but in his house, his parents were were of a part of the Catholic faith that just believed that the only way to get to God is to follow the rules. You follow every single rule, and you check them off. And then when you mess one up, you go to confession, you tell God, I'm sorry, and then you go right back to following the rules. He had no connection with God in his life. All he had was a set of rules, and his feeling was, I can't keep the rules, so there's no way for me to keep a connection with God. So he had never understood the unconditional love that God has for him, and when he did, it broke open in him. A whole set of personality traits that were the way God intended for him to be. Here's the thing, when you stop wondering if you're accepted by God, when you stop wondering what you can do to be accepted by God, you can start being who you were meant to be from the beginning. Never forget when I was working at Crane Naval Base, um, right after my divorce, I was in one of those periods of my life where I just had terrible self-esteem, a lot of it had to do with the category uh, the categories that my ex-wife went through. I mean, she was very, very organized in how she insulted me. Like she just went through categorically everything she could think of in all the categories of my life. And it took this, you know, just this in, enormous rock on my head of pressure and of just trying to get over some of these things, and, and I was at a point in my life where I just needed, I needed reassurance, and I was emailing back and forth to my, my mom, and I sent her an email one time, and she sent me at the end, she said, I love you, she always says that, I love you, and then I, I sent a quick email back, and I said, I know you love me, you love me, you have to love me, you're my mom, but she sent me another email right back, and she says, no, I choose to love you, but I'll tell you what, I'll I'll never sign another letter to you the same. She said, love you and like you, mom. And to this day, I get an email from my mom, and it says, love you and like you, mom. Her thing was, yeah, there is this love beyond reason, but I, I like you as a person too, as a human. As just a human, I like you. What happens is, you, you, you build this love beyond reason. You choose it, and it develops in you a whole new capacity to just like people, too. You know, that if you're struggling the way I struggle sometimes with Facebook, in fact, I kind of have to swear off of Facebook a little bit every now and then, because I look at Facebook and I look at it and I'll see somebody post and go, I don't even have to read their post. I just see their name and go, Pfft. I have a like problem with some people. and I, It's something dark in me. It's something... Harsh in me. And the thing is, there's a part of me that still feels disconnected from God because I feel like there's a list of things I'm not completing. Maybe that's in you. Maybe you need to hear today that the creator of the universe accepts and loves you desperately just the way you are, and as Rick likes to say, but loves you too much to keep you that way. Wants to see you grow and do better, but loves you just the way you are. Jeremiah 31 says this, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. The word love there is not the word that we use for love. It's this deep, growing love. It changes everything. See, here's the thing about love. When we understand the grace that comes from God, when Hank understood, when he fell apart, when when he fell apart in that emergency room and, and really started to kind of let the little part of God in him take over his life for his love for his wife, and then he accepted Jesus and he understood the love that God has for him, the, the love beyond reason. It is so overwhelming. If you can finally get it, it is so unbelievably overwhelming that you have to get it out. In fact the freedom of grace comes with with both it comes in both giving and receiving the grace of God. And I I got to let you know today that some of you who just don't love like this, some of you who are just broken, who who don't have that engagement with God, haven't ever understood the forgiveness of God. Jesus said it this way. I love this. He sat with a bunch of guys who were struggling with this. In fact, he kept saying to them, "You know what? What we're really what we want people to know us for is our love. We want to be known for the way we love people." They go, all right, well, I love my mom, Jesus. I absolutely. You should see the way I love my mom. You should see the way I love my brothers. And Jesus goes, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about loving people who aren't easy to love. I'm talking about uh, loving people that love you. And they say, well, well, gosh, if we did that, that would, we'd be the only people in the world doing that. And Jesus goes, bingo. That's what you're supposed to be known for. And he says, in fact, in prayer, there's a connection between what God does and what you do. Did you know that? When you pray, there is a connection, Jesus says, between what God does and what you do. So when you say, oh God, please be with Pam and Kenny, if you're visiting with Pam and Kenny or our family, they're going through some health things right now. And when we say, God, be with Pam and Kenny, God, would you you just give them peace? God God expects from us this connection to go, yeah, and I'm going to use you to do it. So be ready. If you're going to pray, if you're going to pray the way Jesus talks about praying, you go, hey God, would you please help Pam and Kenny? And then he goes, yep, and here's how you're going to help. You're going to write a letter, or you're going to send an email, or you're going to take over a casserole, preferably the green bean casserole with the little crunchies on top. Something. And that's the way Jesus says. Jesus says, stop praying like the people who don't believe in God. Stop praying like the people who believe in other gods that don't even exist. What they do is they say, God, help me. God, do this for me. God, and Jesus says, that's not, that's not the way it works with God. There's a connection between how you pray and what you do. You, here's what he said. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. Three years after I left Catlin, I was in the middle of my divorce, I got a phone call from Hank. My wife left me, John. This is the wife that had the car accident and led him to Jesus. My wife left me, John. It's all, it's over. It's all over. I said, no, Hank, it isn't. You, You remember that part of you. That wasn't connected to your wife. That part of you, that little bit of God in you that came out, it's still in you and it's growing and It's big. And we began to pray, and we cried over the phone, and he got back into that cry, Hank, you know, which I really like better than the tough Hank. The, the, the problem is, if we refuse to do our part, if, you, if we refuse to engage in love beyond reason, then that part of God that's in us gets suppressed. It gets pushed down, and then you come into church, and you say, where's the peace in my life? Where is the hope that the preacher promised? Where is the joy It comes with knowing God. Well, according to Jesus, the love is free. But engaging in the hope and the joy and the peace is a two-part process. It's you praying to God. It's you connecting with God and then you going, what can I do? How can I love? How can I engage in this? The freedom of grace comes with both getting and giving it to those around you. So who came to your mind today? Who in your mind would Jesus say, no, I'm not talking about loving the people that are easy to love. I'm talking about the hard ones. I'm talking about forgiving the, yeah, but John, you don't understand what they did to me. It's not any of my fault. I, I didn't, I, I'm not saying that. You go first. But John, you don't understand. If I go first, then it'll be like me saying, well, you're, it's okay what you did. Yep. Yeah, but John, if I do that, then they'll just step all over me. And man, I, I can't let people just step on me, right? No, you don't let people step on you. You don't get your... You don't get your energy, you don't get your love, you don't don't get all of your self-esteem from the way people treat you anyway. You treat them first. Next slide. Giving love beyond reason will change your life. Getting love beyond reason from God will change your life. And if you never had, you need to do it today. You need to not wait another day because you don't want to live like this any longer. But once you get it, you've got to give it. And when you give love beyond reason, love that doesn't have strings attached, it will change who you are. When you stop loving others based on what they can do, it frees you up to be who you were meant to be. John 15 says this, I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy. Now listen to this because this is what you're looking for in life. And that your joy may be wholly mature. Now, the NIV says that your joy may be complete. Now, something clicks with you because you know joy that's not complete, don't you? The one night joy? The TV that broke after two months when you thought it was going to really be it? The truck that got keyed in the parking lot that you thought was going to change your life? Complete joy. It's hard to get and you won't find it here. It only comes from God. Jesus says, I've told you all these things about love, that my joy might be your joy and that your joy will be wholly mature, that it will be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another the way I loved you. You mean love one another so that I get something return? No. now, Now wait a minute, Jesus. How can I love someone the way you loved me? You loved me when I didn't deserve it. You loved me when I was such a sinful piece of mess that it looked like I had no way to go but hell. You loved me when I was in my worst. How am I supposed... Oh. So go find those who are at their worst. You want to do something different with your life? you tired of the cubicle? You're tired of the 9 to 5? You're tired of the 40 hours a week just to get a paycheck and go back and do it again the same day? Let me tell you, If you choose, you can choose it right here, right now. If you choose and you say, hey, God, here's what I want to do with my life. I want to find those who are the hardest to find, to love in my life. I I want you to just surface people who are hard to love. A waiter who is just an awful waiter, who could not be worse. I'm going to give him the biggest tip I've ever given anybody, and I'm going to make a connection with him, and I'm going to change the way he thinks about God and the way he thinks about people. Hey, God, if you, just, if you just bring people into my life, how about that guy holding a sign out there? Everybody knows he's just collecting money and he should go get a job, but what if I did something for him different? What if I made connection with him anyway? What if I, what if I looked for the person, the boss that nobody wants to talk to, the person who sits by themselves, the neighbor who has that scary door that's like Halloween, nobody ever wants to go there? What if I chose that? You talk about a different way of looking at your life and a different way of living your life. It will change who you are. So today, I want to give you a chance to, as Jesus says, to, to put your life on the line. He basically says this. One, one slide back there, Tanya. I got too fast. There you go. He says this. This is the very best way to love Jesus says, of all the ways to love, this is the very best way to love. And he, he's just told the guys about this way to love that isn't, isn't based on what people do for you, but just based on choosing them. But then he follows it up with this, to put your life on the line for your friends. So the NIV says to lay your life down for a friend. It's the very best way to love. It, and it makes your joy complete. If you're missing something today, maybe this is what you're missing. Putting your life on the line looks like this. You find, your way, you find a way to get yourself out of the center of your universe. It happened in our house this week, more times than I can count, where my kids needed something done. It's usually something that they could do for themselves, and it drives me nuts something, they needed something done, they needed something said, they needed something clean, they had something hanging out of their nose, or something hanging out of their ears, or some, they always got, in my house, Reese always has something hanging out of some hole in somewhere, and you know what I do? I'm getting better, but I often in my life find a other place to look. I find another way to do. I got to, oh, I, I, I got to go take the trash out. I got to go find something. I got to go to the car and get a, and I come back in. Rish is the one. Cleaning the thing out of the hoo. <laughs> Rish is the one getting the chocolate milk when nobody wants to. Rish is the one cleaning up the dog pee when everybody else stepped over it and pretended they didn't see it. And I got to tell you, I, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be like that. And I I see something in my wife, and I see something in you and moms today. What we celebrate today is not just a good mom who gets chocolate milk. What we celebrate today is not just a fun person to be around and that person that we can go home to. What we celebrate today is love beyond reason. It's that little part of all of us, every single one of us, that God has planted at us to do life this way. And the moms in this room, for the majority, have looked at it and said, yes, sign me up. I want to love that snotty little kid. Why? For no reason. Because he's mine. It will change your life. And if you're a mom today, you know it already has. Loving like that changes your life as much as anyone's. And when you can find a way to get yourself out of the center of your own universe, it will change who you are. It's the first step. Pursue pursue time and space for God in your life at all costs, whatever it costs. Whatever you need to do to find space for God every single day, whatever you need to read, whatever you need to listen to, whatever you need to stop doing in your life, whatever time you need to get up, whatever time you need to go to bed, pursue it at all costs. You cannot sustain love beyond reason. You cannot sustain complete joy without pursuing time and space for God. Do it at all costs. And then finally, You've heard me say it many times. Love is a choice. Love beyond reason is a choice. You can choose it right here, right now, today. Rick, you can come on up. I think there's only, it's just Rick and Paul today. I'll give you a chance today to just say to God, I, I, I want to engage in that little part of you that's in me. I, I want love beyond reason. God, if I don't feel it today, if I don't feel like you love me beyond reason, God, would you, would you remind me of that? Would you give me that today? But God, would you surface people in my life that I can choose this? The people that you've already put me closest to? Maybe, I, maybe you've got a kid today. A son, a daughter. Maybe you've got a sister, or a brother, a mom, or a dad, who you've put strings, theres are strings attached to your love. I love you, but only if you're this and I love you, and I'll take care of you, and I'll hang out with you, but only if you behave in this way, and only if you give me this, and only if I don't have to, and only if you can, and only if we can, and let me tell you, if you only with all of your relationships, if you keep pointing at strings in your relationships, you will have incomplete joy. Jesus said it, it wasn't me. So today, if you want joy that's complete, if you want joy that passes all understanding, peace in your life, engage in love beyond reason. Today's the day. Your mommy would love it if you did. Would you stand with us and sing this song?